It's that Harlem night, ayy. Gonna turn it up, please. I'm Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with yeah. Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Benz. Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing tonight? This is Saturday night. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope nobody ain't tripping out there. Make sure you stay safe because I already know people would like to go out on the weekends, get drunk, get fucked up with their woes. You know what I'm saying? But I want everybody to come home safe. That's just how we do it over here in Thinking Out Loud. Salute, Salam. That's that Harlem thing. You know what I'm talking about. What's up? What's up? What's up? Salute. All right. Let's get into it. I just cut, cut through the chase, skip the formalities. I get right to it. A bartender beats a woman to death with a fire extinguisher, leaves the body with sandbag over on top of the head at a construction site. All right, the victim body was under a chain link fence when she was discovered. A bartender has been charged with the murder of a 27-year-old woman after she was found beaten to death with a fire extinguisher and her body was left on a construction site with a sandbag covering her head. All right, so the suspect, Dino Rojas Marino, a 26-year-old bartender from Laguna Hills, California, was arrested after the body of a 27-year-old Tatum Goodwin was discovered on Sunday at about 8.20 in the morning by a worker at a construction site in the 100 block of South Coast Highway in Laguna Beach. That's in California. Goodwin's body was under a chain link fence on a construction site and a sandbag had been placed on her head at the time of the discovery. According to a statement released on Friday by the Orange County District Attorney Office, Rojas Marino is accused of approaching Goodwin in the nearby parking lot around one in the morning. That morning, and assaulting her near her parked car. The district's attorney's statement read, Rojas Marino then forcefully dragged her to the rear of the parking lot, down a short alley, into a secluded area behind a movie theater that was under construction. Rojas Marino is then accused of beating Mrs. Goodwin to death with a fire extinguisher. Goodwin was found several hours later. It is currently unclear whether Goodwin had any prior relationship with Rojas Marino, the suspect, but the suspect failed to show up to work the day of the murder after claiming he had been jumped by several men in Santa Ana, authorities stated. Right? Mr. Marino said that the loss of an innocent life is a travesty for the entire community, said Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer. It is heartbreaking that a young woman with her entire future ahead of her had her life ended in such a brutal way and then discarded like her life never mattered. But she mattered. And the Orange County District Attorney's Office is committed to ensuring justice is served. Rojas Marino has since been charged with one felony count of murder, one felony, one felony enhancement of special circumstances of committing that murder and the commission of a kidnapping and one felony enhancement for the personal use of a weapon. 
a fire extinguisher, according to the district attorney's office. Mr. Rojas Marino is currently being held in custody without bail, and he is scheduled to be arraigned on Monday at the Central Justice Center in Santa Ana. The investigation into the murder is still ongoing, but if he's convicted, Rojas Marino is eligible for the death penalty. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen this article. I said, let me get to this one and stuff. Another domestic. I don't know. I can't call it domestic because I don't know if Rojas Marino even knew uh, uh, Miss Goodwin. All right. I think I don't know. I'm not sure. It's the, the investigation is still ongoing. So that's one of the details. Did they know each other? Like, that's what people probably want to know. But if it's just a random assault and he was trying to talk to her, then that is very disgusting. What you think? I would think. Like, no, that shit sounds scary as fuck. Somebody, some dude approaching a woman y'all ain't never met and then she probably rejected him and then he got that mad and he beat her with a goddamn uh, fire extinguisher. That speaks a lot on Marino. But the investigation is still ongoing. So they're probably trying to figure out if they knew each other because the article did say it is unclear if they even knew each other. All right. It's unclear. And it's still ongoing investigation. Breaking it down for you because that's what I do. All right. I'm not an attorney. No, I'm not. Investigator, you can say that because I'm swift with it. I know a dirty motherfucker as soon as I see it. But like I said, the investigation is still ongoing because they said that it's unclear. So they're probably going to have some updates later, hopefully. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to follow up. I'm going to follow up with this story. I usually follow up with most stories. Some stories, you can't get a follow-up to a year later. And that's true because I've been doing this for a minute, so I already know. Some, some... Uh, uh, Alpha Davids, some court records that you could pull off of the internet because it's public records. And, you know, some of these stories, these uh, stories that you get from the uh, news websites online, you get some of them and then you get the updates maybe two days later or a day later, just like the P. Diddy allegations with the uh, lawsuit, the civil lawsuit. When when the when the girl Cassie the R and B singer says that she she said that she's been raped, drugged, seduced, and all of that stuff right there, and then they settled. An update came on Saturday morning, morning Saturday morning that they settled their differences out of court. All right, it's alleged that Puff Daddy have gave Cassie. Cassie, the R&B singer named Cassandra, uh, I already forgot her last name. Um, you know, you know, Cassie, the R&B singer, it's alleged that Puff Daddy done gave her fifty million dollars to settle out of. Those are the updates right there. You see what I'm saying? See that update happened two days later, and then you probably have a murder case, uh, like the YSL case, like. Uh, there's a lot of little discrepancies about the YSO case. I think that's a bad idea. Like, it could be a murder case, just like the one that I just read now about the bartender beating a girl savage savagely over the head with a goddamn 
or beat her with a damn fire extinguisher and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Details might not come out till next Monday or it might not come out till next year. You get what I'm saying? It's like stuff like that. An investigation, it can get real sloppy. So hopefully the family of Miss Goodwin gets justice. You see what I'm saying? So that shit is fucked up. You know, she's gone. She ain't coming back, so that's a bad thing. You see what I'm saying? Real, real, real fucked up thing. I know the family is, like, heartbroken and torn up to pieces. They probably can't even go to sleep. They're probably still mourning at this time. So that's the real thing. So let me get on moving. Let me just move along to see what else is going on over here in these worlds and these streets. All right? This is your man, Ben's Forever Thinking Out Loud. Yes, sir. Cheers. A bottle of scotch whiskey sells for a record $2.7 million at an auction. A bottle of scotch whiskey bill as the most sought after and the world has sold for almost 2.2 million pounds, which is $2.7 million. You hear me? A bottle of scotch whiskey billed as the most sought after in the world sold Saturday for almost 2.2 million pounds. $2.7 million in an auction record for a bottle of wine or spirits. That was they broke the record. The McCallan Adami 1926 sold at the Southern's Bar in London after a bidding war between would-be buyers on the phone and in the room. Did I say that right? The McAllen Adami 1926 sold at the Sotheby's or Sotheby's in London. Okay, after a bidding war, bidding war between would-be buyers on the cell, on the phone, and in the room. Just 40 bottles of the McAllen 1926 were bottled in 1986 after being aged in sherry cash for 60 years. Twelve of the bottles, including the one sold Saturday, had labels designed by Italian painter Valero Adami. Another bottle from the same cast was sold by Sotheby's back in 2019 for almost 1.5 million pounds, which was a record for a wine or spirits until Saturday today. The McCallan 1926 is one of the whiskeys that every auctioneer wants to sell and every collector wants to own, said Johnny Fowl, Southers by Global Head of Spirits. He said the record-breaking sale was nothing short of the momentous for the whiskey industry as a whole. The bottle sold Saturday is the first to have undergone reconditioning by the distillery ahead of auction. This included replacing the cork and appliance new glue to the corners of the bottle labels. The final price of 2,187,500 pounds, which is 2,000, I mean, $2,714,250 includes a charge known as the buyer's premium on top of the sale price of 1.75 million pounds. The price well exceeded the pre-sale estimate of 750,000 pounds to 1.2 million pounds. And what it is, a $2.7 million whiskey like McAllen's. And then, I mean, that's a question, really. My bad, y'all. And what is a $2.7 million whiskey like? 
McAllen Master Whiskey maker Christine Campbell, who gave the tipple a sniff during the reconditioning, said it contained notes of rich dark fruits, black cherry compote alongside sticky dates, followed by intense sweet antique oak. The dark chocolate trickle, a trieco, ginger, the notes go on and on, she stated. It was a very special moment to experience the opening of this iconic 60 years old single malt, first bottle 37 years ago. And I hope the new custodian will enjoy the same privilege. Mm. $2.7 million for a bottle of whiskey, y'all. All right. But the person that owns it is not going to ever open it, he's going to keep it. And maybe. I don't know, 30 years later, they're probably going to auction that bottom. Understand? That's how you go. That's how that go. Don't be the one to crack, unseal it, crack it open, and start drinking that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You might. You, so I can see the person that buying this shit, buying, I mean, buying this um, um, scotch liquor, and the world was about to end, and they know that the world is about to end, they're probably going to bust it open and drink and get fucked up. That's the only way. I would do it. If I know the world was about to end, I'm like, oh, shit. This is it. It's a wrap after this. I would have busted it open. I'm sorry. But if I know if I'm living, I'm living. Everything is looking good. No matter if life was bad. But you know how... Life is a roller coaster one day. I mean, one year you up, the next year you down. Things like that could happen. But if you, like, keep it copacetic with your money and the money work out for you and then you stay rich, then you can keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, and then you auction it. But if you be fucking up, don't even think about shit. Like, this stuff is out of your league, all right? If you complaining about $2.7 million, I know that's a lot of money. But you got to think outside of the box, all right? You got to expand your horizons. You got to think different than everybody else, especially when it comes to being an entrepreneur and making money, all right? When you're making money, you got to make the money work. Money makes the money, all right? Make sure you do the right thing to make the money grow, all right? This is life. This is like, this is definitely a million dollar worth of game right here. Right? If you think pennies, you will get pennies. If you think dollars, you will get dollars. I think $1,000 and up. That's how I count money. Anything under $1,000, I don't consider it money. I consider it change. You get what I'm saying? I count $1,000 up. Somebody, a rich person taught me this, a matter of fact, believe it or not. I count $1,000 up. $1,000, $2,000. I don't count the $1,000 and the $200. No, the $200 don't matter. If you need the $200 to go handle your business, then don't even count the $200. Go handle your fucking business. You save up the other thousand, you connect it with the first thousand. You got now you got two thousand. You save another thousand, three thousand. Save another. You just keep counting it up. But you save that money. You see what I'm saying? You gotta think that way in order to be in that Ivy League to freaking be at the auction to buy a $2.7 million bottle of scotch. Does that make sense? 
I hope that does. I hope that makes a lot of sense for you listeners, because I want my listeners to be millionaires. This is what type of podcast this is. I give you the news and I give you my synopsis. My synopsis is worth millions of dollars. I know it does. All right. If it wasn't, I wouldn't be here talking to you. Do you understand that? All right. And that's all I have to say about that in my Candace Owens voice, nigga. In my Candace Owens voice. Yes, I can say the N-word because I'm a black man. I'm a nigga myself, all right? I can do it. Don't be mad because you can't do it. You could call yourself anything that you want to. This is a free country. This is America, goddammit. That's why I love the red, white, and blue. I'm trying to do this just for you. Now, let's keep it moving with some more debauchery news. Don't get mad at me. Be mad at the people that fucked around and created this. All right? They said they want more of it. So, I got to give you more. All right. Georgia murder suspect captured after a month-long manhunt. Joey Travis Fournier, 52 years old, was captured Saturday. He was one of the four prisoners to escape the Georgia jail on October 16th. After more than a month on the run, a murder suspect who was among four escapees from Macon, Georgia, jail has been recaptured following a multi-week manhunt. Joey Travis Fournier, 52 years old, was apprehended Saturday around noon near the Stockbridge, Georgia. Near Stockbridge, Georgia. That's the name of the place. I guess that's the name of the town called Stockbridge, Georgia, according to the Bibb County Sheriff's Office. Fournier was being held in the Bibb County Detention Center on a murder charge. Fournier had been on the run since October 16th when he escaped from Bibb County Jail along with three other men. Mark Carey Anderson, Jennifer, Jennifer Donard Barnell, that's a weird name. And Chavis Demario Stokes. The inmates made their way out of the detention center through a damaged window and a cut fence. The Bibb County Sheriff's Office said in a statement at the time of the escape. We are grateful that this last escapee has been captured. Bibb County Sheriff Davis David Davis says, hmm, that's his name. Bibb County Sheriff David Davis. My heartfelt appreciation goes out to all of the hardworking law enforcement officers from the Bibb County Sheriff's Office and from all of our partner agencies who worked tirelessly to bring these four fugitives back into custody. Police said Fournier will be returned to Bibb County Law Enforcement Center later today. Stokes was the first to be apprehended on October 26th in Montezuma. Then Anderson was found in Atlanta November 3rd. And then on November 12th, Barnell was apprehended in Augusta, Georgia. What's up with all of these goddamn people escaping the uh, county and the little jail places and stuff? We've been getting that a lot this year. How many times I've been reporting something similar to this? We had a big one that happened in when? When did this happen? In September, in the beginning of September, over there in Pennsylvania. Remember that? Some freaking killer that was wanted in Brazil. I remember that story, all right? I don't have to go back to my computer logs to try to figure this out. I don't got to do that at all. Anyway, let's keep it moving. I don't even know if I'm going to do any more. Probably going to end it right here. 
Let me think. Two people charged with murder after missing uh, after a missing four year old Kentucky girl's body, believed to be found. Authorities say two people charged with murder after a missing four year old Kentucky girl's body, believed to be found. Okay, Brittany Slaughter, 24 years old, and Mr. Adams Hayes is 34 years old, are also charged with abuse of a corpse and tampering with physical evidence. According to the Whitley County Sheriff's Department, two people in Kentucky have been arrested in connection with an alleged murder after authorities said they believe they found the body of a four-year-old girl who was reported missing this week but has not been seen since September. A body believed to be Chloe Darnell was discovered and sent to the medical examiner's office in Frankfurt for an autopsy and positive identification, according to a Friday statement from the Whitley County Sheriff's Department. All right. So this kid been missing since September. In addition to murder, Brittany Slaughter, 24 years old, and Adam Hayes, 34 years old, both of Williamsburg, Kentucky, are charged with abuse of a corpse and tampering with physical evidence, according to the Sheriff's Department. Slaughter had custody of Chloe, the Sheriff's Department says. Brittany Slaughter. In a verified GoFundMe page for Chloe, her last name is spelled differently than how it was spelled from the Sheriff's Department. Chloe was bright, was a bright, happy child who was met with an unhappy ending according to the GoFundMe account which was organized by a family member. Slaughter is Chloe's aunt according to the fundraiser. Alright? Brittany Slaughter. Relatives and friends of the child became suspicious because they were unable to see or talk to the girl for the past month the GoFundMe says. Chloe had seven siblings according to the fundraiser in other updates on the investigation, the Sheriff's Department said on Wednesday it was looking for a red Mitsubishi Lancer that Slaughter was reportedly driving prior, prior to her and Chloe's disappearance. The two were reported missing, according to the Sheriff's Department, which added initial reports indicate Chloe has not been seen since late September of this year. On Thursday, the Sheriff's Department said it found the vehicle it was looking for the same day. Slaughter was found unharmed, according to, according to the Sheriff's Department. No one with the Sheriff's Department couldn't be immediately reached Saturday for any comment, for any request for comment. Get what I'm saying? So this is developing right now. So a little girl... Two people charged with murder after a missing four-year-old Kentucky girl's body believed to be found. Brittany Slaughter, she's 24 years old. She's young. And I don't think I see any picture. I see a picture of the little girl, Chloe. And Adam Hayes, 34 years old, charged with abuse of a corpse and tampering with physical evidence according to the Whitley County Sheriff's Department. All right, so two people in Kentucky have been arrested in connection with an alleged murder after authorities say they believe they found the body of a four-year-old girl who was reported missing this week but not has 
but has not been seen since September. I'm sorry. Haven't seen the little girl since September. Not heard from the little girl since September. A body believed to be Chloe Darnell, that's the name of the little girl, was discovered and sent to the medical examiner's office in Frankfort, Kentucky for an autopsy and positive identification, according to a Friday statement from the Whitley County Sheriff's Department. In addition to the murder, Brittany Slaughter, 24 years old, and Adam Hayes, 34 years old, both of them from Williamsburg, Kentucky, are charged with abuse of a corpse and tampering with physical evidence, according to the sheriff's department. Slaughter has custody of Chloe, the sheriff's department stated, in a verified GoFundMe page for Chloe. Her last name is spelled differently than how it was spelled by the sheriff's department. Chloe was a bright, happy little child who was met with an unhappy ending, according to the GoFundMe account, which was organized by a family member. Slaughter, Slaughter, Brittany Slaughter, is Chloe's aunt. According to the fundraiser, relatives and friends of the child became suspicious because they were unable to see or talk to the girl for the past month, the GoFundMe says. Chloe had seven siblings, according to the fundraiser and other updates on the investigation and other updates in the investigation. Sorry if I'm reading a little too fast. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to break it down quick and then move to the next. And other updates on this investigation, the sheriff's department said on Wednesday it was looking for a red Mitsubishi Lancer that Slaughter was reportedly driving prior to her and Chloe's disappearance. The two were reported missing, according to the Sheriff's Department, which added initial reports indicate Chloe has not been seen since late September of this year. On Thursday, the Sheriff's Department said it found the vehicle it was looking for. That same day, Slaughter was found unharmed. Brittany Slaughter, according to the Sheriff's Department. No one with the Sheriff's Department could be immediately reached Saturday for requests for comment and stuff like that. So those are the only details. That's why I read it two times so you can figure it out alongside with me, goddamn, because I have too many questions, all right? Where's the Adams character at? Um, what he was doing? Um, you see what I'm saying? There's a whole bunch of questions. You know what I'm saying? And then it's going to take a long time to unravel this because they just found the body. All right? They sent it to the damn examiner's office. So this one is, it was all over the website. Everywhere I went, I seen the same thing. The um, two people charged with murder after a missing four-year-old Kentucky girl's body believed to be found. All right. I don't even think they have a positive ID as of yet, but they believe that is the body. See what I'm saying? So it was all over the websites. It was everywhere, literally everywhere. Like every website that I went to, I went to a whole bunch of websites. Like it would take you maybe two, three hours to go through the list of websites that I know. So it was everywhere, right? All right. So anyway... I'm going to holler at you later. Maybe I'm going to do another one. Maybe I won't. I'm not sure. 
But this is Thinking Out Loud with your man Ben Pharrell, and I'll be coming out live with you with the news, all right? The most news that come out to date. And then I hope you figure it out so you can help the investigators figure it out. You see what I'm saying? I'm the top dog investigator. Don't you dare get mad at me, goddamn, because I know I'm doing my job right. But anyway, you know what to do. You could go to goddamn TikTok. You type in Box Benji in the search engine, and you could do the same thing for Instagram. Follow your boy, Benz Pharrell. That is Box Benji. That's what you got to type in the search engine. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. And you will find your man, Benz Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. You could jump in the comments. You could leave a comment. You could say what you want. It could be good or bad. Nobody doesn't care. All right? I talk shit. I already tell you this. I don't like to be repetitive, but I'm going to be repetitive with my goddamn links. You hear me? Shit. All right? So it's Box Benji. B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. That is B as in Bob, nigga. B as in Bob. I will holler at you later. No, bitch, I'm not high. I haven't smoked. I haven't been drinking. So don't freaking get my charismatic attitude mixed with any type of fucking drug-induced bullshit, all right? Just holler at your boy, Ben's Pharrell, all right? I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'm going to come out with another segment. Peace. Home. It's the home night, Harlem nights, party at the bodega, 